Great teachers don't just come from the classroom. They can be found almost anywhere in your life. That's why we, Wade and Hope King, created this podcast to connect you with the stories, the tools, and the joy you need to take education to the next level. Nowadays, everyone's an educator. Whether you chose that career or not. And we're all in this together. So come on, let's do this. It's time to get your teach on. you guys before we start this episode we just wanted to let you know that this is actually a two-parter and so we are talking about engagement busters really busting the the myth that engagement is fluff but as we started diving into this content we really realized how incredibly passionate we were about supporting and creating confidence in the fact that engagement truly is one of the most meaningful ways to connect to our learners and so we decided to split this up into two parts so if you're just joining us for this podcast episode, you will want to make sure you listen to last week's episode to get part one before you dive into part two. But let's go ahead and get started. So let's talk just about engagement and types of connections, because again, a lot of times I feel like um, there's not enough depth in the conversation of what student engagement is. And people think that it's decorations. People think that it's costume. People think that costumes, people think that it's music when engagement is really about connection. And there's three different types of connections that I want to talk to. And we've already covered the first one, which is academic connection, right? That's where we're saying, okay, how am I attaching this to a goal that I have academically for my kids? And I'm measuring that, right? We just covered all of that. But the second uh, two that we all want to talk about is personal connection and then mental connection as well, because these are two things that, you know, personal gets a little bit deeper. And then we talk about, you know, just mental health and the, the capacity for students to be able to connect emotionally and socially with what we're teaching. That gets a lot deeper. And a lot of people don't want to talk about SEL being a huge piece of student engagement, right? And so let's just talk about personal connection um, with learning and with content. So I was reading an article and um, it was basically myths about student engagement, right? And one of the things that it said, which I thought this was really interesting, um, it said engagement is schooling, or one of the myths is that engagement in schooling is the same as engagement in learning. And I thought that was interesting because they go on to say, I'm going to read a little excerpt from the article. It says, this is a misconception that many of us have without knowing it. Everyone is engaged in learning. It's part of being human, but not everyone is engaged in schooling. And unfortunately, the latter can seriously detract from the former. Students who dislike their coursework or institution will tend to dislike the learning they are being asked to do. If we keep in mind that environment and engagement are inexcusable, trickably intertwined, we'll start to see student engagement as a context-dependent quality rather than some ideal state of being that only we as teachers can magically and permanently affect with an exciting lesson plan. Hmm. I thought that was huge because I feel like a lot of times student engagement puts this immense pressure on teachers that every single lesson has to be magical. Right. And that's not what student engagement is. No. Student engagement is about getting kids and getting our learners and getting our students to a place where they are able to personally connect with the schooling and the learning. Yeah. It, it, oh man, the, the schooling and the learning. So the, the, the institution, the classroom, the, the, the brick and mortar and what they're, what, what you're trying to impart on them. And so it's one of those things that sounds difficult, but it truly is not, especially if you are seeing your kids as kids 
individually um, instead of collectively a number or a class, right? And so, and I say it often, we, we, we're more than just classroom teachers, we are school teachers. And right. oh my gosh, this, this hits the nail on the head. And it's one of those things to where, no, in our minds, traditional education is pretty stale. I mean, when, when we explain our conference or when I have to talk to somebody about our conference to come and speak that, don't, that, that doesn't really know about our conference, they're very hesitant on what they should do and um or, or, or if they should partake in it because they think oh these are going to be teachers sitting in a conference room with their binders out taking notes how dare we turn music on uh, we, we don't want to mess that up but that's that's what they are traditionally thinking education is like and i think we fall in that rut too right and to make sure that that, that we aren't um focusing on the traditional aspect of education and more focusing on the connection personally with the students can definitely break that mode or that mold of of what it truly means to be a teacher. I didn't know if you were going for mode or mold there. So I, was both. It was one of those things. I got distracted and I got the ADHD. <laughs> but it was good. But it was good. But that is so true. And, you know, personal connection, a big piece of that is representation, Students being able to see themselves in the literature that we're choosing, in the lessons that we are using, in the methods that we are teaching, right? Representation is such a big part of that personal connection piece. The discussions that you have with them inside the classroom. If students can't see themselves in the learning, how are they going to connect to it? You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just, that's just a common sense, you know, idea and common sense concept that has for so long been neglected. It, you know, in, in my earlier years of teaching, at being a white female, that and teaching in a school that was extremely diverse, mm-hmm. you know, when we taught um, in, in, at Pendleton Elementary specifically. But for me, if I'm being honest, and this is just transparency, that was not something that truly went through my mind No, earlier on in my career, because, you know, I am still a, a white woman learning about my own privilege and unlearning certain things and relearning certain things. And that has been a very long journey for me. And there are some people who still aren't even on that journey as educators. And that is very scary to me. Um, And, but there's always a time to start. And so, you know, engagement is also about us examining our own biases, the things that we have learned in the past and figuring out how that plays a role in engaging students in that personal connection component. And that is something that was not always on my radar. Obviously now is a huge piece of of my radar and something that I'm constantly thinking about, not only in developing content and curriculum and programming and educating, but also in parenting, right? Mm -hmm. And what I'm exposing my son to. And so, you know, that's why when it's just so, it's so strange to me when people talk call engagement fluff and I'm like, okay, let's get into the nitty gritty of it. Let, let's talk about representation. Let's talk about personal connection. And that being a component of student engagement, are we calling that fluff too? Or are we just labeling engagement? What what are we identifying as engagement? Yeah, at the surface level, and, and we, we started this conversation of, of talking about like room transformations and music and out of the box type lessons, right? That we're using. But at the end of the day, that's if that's all you're doing, then you're not truly... There's no intentionality behind it. Yeah, there's no intentionality behind it. Meanwhile, the teacher next door may be doing a few of those things, but their personal connections are out of the park, right? right? And so that is engagement as well. And so again, remember what I said earlier. Maybe they're not seeing that, yeah. 
it's not your job to judge. That's great. It's not yeah. your job to judge. That's great. And so, you know, I think that if you're questioning, okay, well, I, oh gosh, do I have intentionality behind my lessons or am I just planning these fun activities? Start diving into, well, how am I personally connecting this to my kids? How am I making sure that I have inclusive practices and representation and that I'm examining my biases yep. and the things that, that is a huge piece yep. of student engagement, right? And again, something that I have not mastered and will never master fully and completely because I, you know, again, being a white woman will never understand everyone's environments and, and lifestyles and, you know, the things that they experience and the things that they go through, but I can try and I can continue to work towards that and being aware. And I think exactly. awareness is a huge piece of that. So we've talked about the academic connection. We've talked about the personal connection, but let's talk about, you know, just mental health and the role that it plays in student engagement, right? Mm -hmm. Because when we go and talk to educators and, and we're talking to schools, I don't want them to think that by throwing up some decorations that all of a sudden their learning is going to be transformed because there have been many times that I have transformed a classroom and thrown up some decorations and guess what? Those lessons have flopped. Yep. Why? And I'm sitting here thinking like, oh gosh, kids are just not appreciative. Like I've gone to all of this work and they're not even appreciating my lesson. But have I stopped to think about the fact that maybe it has nothing to do with appreciation and it has to do with the ability to connect, right? Mm -hmm. And the ability to connect from an emotional standpoint, mm -hmm. from a mental standpoint. And um, we have a lot of students who are coming to our classrooms. And again, it goes back to capacity, the capacity that we have to connect as humans, as learners. And maybe their capacity is consumed with what happened the night before yeah. or what happened on the car ride on the way to school or what needs weren't being met or, you know, hunger or what, but lots of different things, right? And kids are good at hiding it and kids very, are good. And Wade at, speaks from experience. Yeah, and, and kids are, are, are very good at just uh, uh, doing what they're supposed to do and you have no clue with, with, with what's truly going on. Um, or even the kids. It's important to have those personal connections to make sure that their mental connect that the mental connections are there. Even the kids who we would swear that their families have it all together. Mm -hmm. We we have learned that nobody has it all together. So kids, regardless of what type of scenario or situation they're living in, are, they're going to experience trauma to some degree. They're going to experience difficult situations. They're going to experience. Yeah. experience hard times you also know? that it, the dynamics inside of the classroom i mean yes we we think we truly and we've made this mistake plenty of times we, we think that our, our kids get along great and then all of a sudden we, we find out that this this incident had happened you're like how in the world did that happen right and making sure that that we are present in the moment when we are with our students if it's at recess or if it's in the cafeteria or wherever it may be is very very important i mean mental connection is very very hard to do consistently, but we can only do the best that we can. Well, I think an important story, and we share this with all the educators that we work with, but Wade, if, oh boy. if you don't know his background, um, then you can go back and listen to some of the earlier episodes where we discuss it. But um, Wade came from a situation where he did not have new shoes and he didn't have new socks. And this is a long story short, but he had a teacher who primarily taught in collaborative groups. And he said that in that class, he never... Who would sit in groups they on the floor in, or in the chair or whatnot. He would never participate. His participation was extremely low, if any at all. And the reason was because... I was, I was literally trying to scoot away. Yeah. He was trying to remove himself because he knew that his feet smelled. And he knew that if he could smell his feet, that everybody else could too. And that is very real for kids. And that is one example of a story of millions and billions of stories out there for kids, right? 
we even were at a middle school one time and we were talking with a teacher and she was like, I, I had this child, this, this young girl come into to class and she was not connecting to anything. She wouldn't listen. She wouldn't respond. She had a chip on her shoulder. And I was just thinking she had a bad attitude, right? These kids are easily identified and labeled as behavior problems. Mm-hmm. Wade could have easily been identified as a child who was defiant, who just didn't care about school, right? But there was something so much deeper. And then think about when he's already, you're already experiencing that trauma and then somebody attaches a label on top of that mm-hmm. to that that already ex- having experienced that trauma. Then you start and then you're like, it. why aren't kids engaged? It. You start believing it and you buy into it and you're like, okay, well, I just will be defiant. Right. I mean, it's just one of those things to where you're like, all right, it's easier to do that. And at least I get attention that way. And it is what it is. Wow. Wow. Um, but going back to this story about this girl, um, her teacher said that later on she was able to sit down and have a conversation. And the reason this child was acting in this way was because that morning her older sister would not let her put on mascara. Mm-hmm. And we could get into a lot of things here. Well, should she even be wearing mascara? Oh, what's the big deal about that? We can see it as that. Or we can see it as the thing that's standing in the way of the connection to learning. Exactly. And to her, you cannot minimize, you cannot minimize what that was to her because that was her own situation. That might be small and trivial to you. It was huge to her. But if we're able to know our students' stories and know their, and and by no means are we going to know every situation and everything that happens, right? But student engagement, one of the biggest piece of that, and I think the foundation for it all is social emotional learning connection to that mental health, connection to stories, connection to experience. That is a huge piece of what we do and how we engage our learners. So yeah, if you're seeing engagement and all you're seeing is a guitar and a room transformation and decor and costumes, 100% you have an argument as fluff. But what I encourage everyone to do is dive deeper into the intentionality of that approach and how it is connected to academics, how it is connected to their students as individuals, how it is connected to the emotional well-being of that child. And then if you mm-hmm. have been intentional in all of those aspects, they can argue away. That's right. <laughs> they can sit and they can just they can be miserable in that space all they want to be. And they can, and, and at the end of the day, there are still going to be people you could you could explain all of that. There are still going to be people who are committed to misunderstanding, right? And that's just when we have to let go. We're yep, not going to please everybody go. in this world no, ever, right? But those are some things that Wade and I look at when we are thinking intentionally of building a lesson to engage our learners, right? But it's not just about building a lesson; it's about building an environment, and that's what I talked about earlier in the engagement in schooling versus mm-hmm. engagement in learning, and how those are connected mm-hmm. through the environment, right? And so these are things that we have to be intentional of when we're building our rules and routines, when we're building our practices, when we're building our groups, looking back at that academic connection, that personal connection represent, representation, that emotional well-being, that's a huge part of then saying, here's why I build these groups this way. Here's why I implement my classroom procedures this way. Here's why I have a system for this this way, because it's intentionally connected and not just fun decor on our wall, right? Yeah. So we just wanted to dive a little bit deeper into that engagement talk and conversation. Um, we don't tend to ignore elephants in the room, and that is one of the big elephants in the and room. It all, and it always will and be. And it always will be so of education. It's not going away. Um, but just some things that we are constantly thinking mm-hmm. about that we wanted to put on your radar again we're sure that you're thinking about a lot of these things as you're building your content as well um but i think just intentionality when that is a huge piece of student engagement that's where we're going to see success um in all of those different components within our learners so with that we will see you guys next week bye everybody bye